Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Jack of All. You know, I was thinking, because it's called Jack of All, and I'm involved in a whole bunch of stuff, I one of my big passions is stand-up comedy. Love stand-up comedy. Uh, interested by it. There's a formula and an art, and it's just... Um, love it. So I enjoy slash research it all the time and actually have tried a few open mics <laughs> and you know, man, I don't think I'm the world's funniest guy by any stretch, but I certainly expected it to go better than it, <laughs> than it did. I, my very first bit I ever did, uh, yeah, I'll just go ahead and do the bit. So, I said, <laughs> and I kind of prepped him a little bit by saying, hey, first time up here, thinking that'll give me some sympathy points. But then I said, all right, so on my way to work uh, the other day, listening to the radio, and the radio station had this segment called Adopt-A-Pet, where they highlight different animals, and really the whole point of this is just to make you feel like a huge turd for never adopting anything. But they'll bring in an animal, highlight its life, and the first animal they brought in was Sprinkles. And this is a true story, by the way. And they said, Sprinkles is a miniature schnauzer. And the way they describe these animals, you know, the best the best things on earth, right? Like Sprinkles is a miniature schnauzer. Born without a colon, so he can't even defecate, doesn't shed, right? and only barks if the old Thompson boy has fallen down the well. And, you know, you listen to this and you're like, my gosh, right? You go home at night and read your Bible and you think, Jesus, come on, get your crap together, right? Why can't you be more like Sprinkles? And I realize that they're not going to say anything bad about these animals. They're trying to get these things to fly off the shelf. So they'll never say anything bad. Very next animal. Next up we have, next up we have Debbie. Debbie is an adult German shepherd with a playful side, but not so great with kids. And I thought, this radio station is so glass half full, you know, like leprosy is a minor skin irritation to these guys. I'm thinking, what did Debbie do to get the label not so great with kids? And I know they want to paint it in a good light, but maybe a more accurate description is Debbie is an adult German shepherd, which is just another way to say Beowulf who prowls the suburbs looking for anything prepubescent. When Debbie has located her victim, she will gently clasp her jaws around the nape of its neck and with a vicious tearing motion, sever its spine and fill her mouth with bone marrow. Debbie will then position herself around the front and make prolonged eye contact with her prey until it slips into death, signifying dominance in the afterlife. Then Debbie will return home to her lair, where she will regurgitate bits of digested blood tissue into the awaiting mouths of her offspring. Now, you can choose to describe Debbie however you'd like. We've gone with 
has a playful side and not so great with kids. And for a name, we didn't choose Agramon, the demon of fear. We went with Debbie. So <laughs> I finished this bit, look out to the crowd, and the lights were pretty low, so I couldn't totally make out everything, but I'm pretty sure there was one guy in the corner giving me the bird, one other guy sleeping. It, it was like 11.30 at night, and there was about five people there, but those five people made it abundantly clear that they were having the worst day of their life. And I was like, okay. Actually, you know, I've talked to somebody what I've learned through the doing stand-up open mic stuff. And it is not what I thought I was going to learn. I thought it was going to be, oh, perfecting this craft of stand-up. And actually, what I learned even more was how to give a message to a non-responsive crowd, it, which is really interesting. You know, like how much do you power through? How much do you try to bring them along? When is it a lost cause? How do you manufacture energy when you're not getting any in return? So what I really learned was how to speak when you're a total failure instead of how to craft good stand-up bits. Anyway, speaking of dogs, by the way, this has been uh, our kid's newest thing is getting a dog. I don't know how this happened, but somehow Gage, our six-year-old, has got this in his head that he's getting a dog when he's eight. I seriously, I have no idea how he got this. I know we haven't said it. But that's a lot of pressure, you know? We found this loophole and we told him, hey dude, sorry, um, because the place that we rent can't have a dog. So I told him, sorry dude, but we can't have a dog here. And so instead of fixing the problem, now he's adjusted his statement and now he says, hey, we're gonna get a dog in a new house when I'm eight. And now there's even more pressure. I'm gonna be the. I'm gonna have to give my kid the. Our dog lives in heaven now. Talk before we even get one. <laughs> hey, Dad, are we gonna get a dog? Huh? Oh, it uh, it ran away. What? What ran away? Huh? Uh, who wants ice cream? <laughs> I'm already prepping for that combo. Oh man. I will lie to my kids every time just to keep me from experiencing any discomfort. Uh, you ever heard that phrase, dogs are a man's best friend? Let's just talk about dogs this whole podcast. But I realized why dogs are a man's best friend. It's because no matter what you've done, no matter what you've screwed up or who you've let down, when you come through that door, you are the world to your dog. Right? You're met with excitement and licks and probably the dog wanting to sit on your lap. And I'm sure that everybody with a dog has probably at one point or another said to their dog, you would never leave me, would you boy, right? Or would you girl? And it's, uh, there's nothing more endearing um, than somebody who is with you in your worst. And maybe not looks past it, but loves you despite of it. And I've thought that before. What if we were more like dogs, right? What if my role, uh, especially with my wife, was to just be thrilled that she is who she is? And because I want to think about it through, you know, uh, 
in every aspect, I thought, all right, what's the downside of this? You know, what are the downsides to just just loving and just celebrating her? And I think that maybe a downside is we forfeit challenge a little bit, which is something that I respond to and that I uh, hold myself to. So sometimes that's healthy, right? There's good challenge and we want to catalyze growth in people. And I think that's okay. Um, but most of the time it's unhealthy. <laughs> and we think with our challenge that people need to be learning what we're learning and what we're going through. And, uh, or we feel if we show people that we're satisfied with them, that it will enable them to be lazy and satisfied with where they are. So we have to be the ones that are, that are spurring them on. And so instead of cheerleaders, right, instead of the dogs that are just happy that our friend is home, all of our statements are tempered with an undercurrent of hesitancy, you know, with like an undercurrent of dissatisfaction. And I feel like the unease gives us a little superiority in the interaction. It makes people want to satisfy us or make us happy. And so we kind of have a leg up in the conversations. Um, think about who had the most power in the original American Idol panel. It was Simon Cowell, right, without question, because it kind of feels good to be feared or revered or prioritized, and you want you to be the deciding factor or you to be the one that people are pandering to. And if your challenge makes people respond to you personally, then you are almost deitized, and that feels good. Um, but man, early on, uh, I trained this belief in myself. It was translated from just my perception, but translated this belief that God was another dissatisfied authority who I was constantly letting down. And um, yeah, I actually remember one conversation that I had with Kristen where uh, I was trying to be that authority. Uh, I was trying to challenge from an unhealthy place and uh, she said, what did she say? Uh, if, oh, she goes, if I never changed another, another thing about myself, would you love me or would you be okay with me? And my gut reaction was, of course I would. But then I had to think, would I? That's a really good question. Would I? Because challenge is a part of my life. And here's the truth. This is because of my personality, maybe because I'm an Enneagram 9, uh, but what matters far less to me is the thing being changed. When Kristen said, hey, if I never changed another thing about myself, it wouldn't be uh, because I hate what she is or because, oh, I need that changed. I, honestly, I could kind of care less about whatever that thing is. Um, what I care about is the mentality of growth. That is a big deal to me, right? It's to never settle, um, to never stop learning or processing or finding ways to do things better or more efficiently. Um, Socrates, quote, right? The unexamined life is not worth living. That hits me, man. That hits me in the feels. I completely agree. It drives me crazy when people are unintentional. Um, so I think that my desire for that comes out pretty strongly to my wife and 
already has and will even more to my kids. Um, and I don't think that, you know, I think there's a healthy and unhealthy side to that. The healthy is that let's be a family that grows together. Let's be a family that is processing and debriefing and asking how God wants us to grow. Um, and the unhealthy, of course, will be that people feel they have to answer to me rather than um, look to God. <laughs> that they are inspired and challenged by Graham and pretty soon I am the deity, I am the authority or the governing voice in their life instead of God. Um, so, yeah. And, and also, if I want that to be a desire for our family, how do you get something to be appealing or for somebody to do something? It is not to jam it down their throat. Right? If you ever want somebody to be attracted to God or what they have, what God has for their life, it is not going to be the holding a sign and screaming at somebody. Uh, there's a verse in the Bible that says, The goodness of God leads men to repentance. Repentance just means turning towards Him. So His goodness makes people want to be close to Him. Uh, so how do we attract people to God? It's to embody His goodness. I think the same thing. If I want my family to grow and to have this mentality uh, or mindset of growth, then that needs to be exciting and enticing. You know, I want growth and the prospect of growth to excite my kids, to feel like an opportunity. Instead, if I'm going to be honest, I've probably modeled that mentality in a cloak of just constant dissatisfaction towards people, which just makes people either feel like they need to prove themselves to me, or the other side makes people rebel and stay where they are to prove that I'm not their master. Right? So it's this idea of, hey, I want to grow alongside you, not you are growing to satisfy me. So Going back to the dog theory, right? I would much rather prove myself a safe place, encouraging people to go for things and being their encouragement and their protection when things go wrong. Um, and if I can get over myself and I can work towards a short-term memory, I can find myself celebrating and cheering people despite their faults. So this is a charge for me also uh, to go towards... Uh, healthy challenge does not mean that you determine the challenge. Healthy challenge means that you come alongside somebody and ask the right questions and see how God is inspiring their change uniquely, apart from you. Because I find it very hard to believe that if a God has a unique relationship with every person on earth, that he gives these blanket statement challenges to everybody to grow in the same thing. He has given you something uniquely to grow in, and uh, to draw close to him in, and he's probably given somebody else something entirely different. Learn about their current conviction and what God is leaning on them to do, and then you can be their encouragement as they receive their challenge from God, not you being the authoritarian inside of that. So, a little, uh, little bit of inspiration today. Hope you all have an awesome day, and we'll try again tomorrow.